You are Locked On Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome into another Facebook Friday here at Locked On Saints, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day here every single Monday through Friday, five days a week covering your New Orleans Saints. Don't forget to search for the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 to keep up with the big event releasing on Monday. On today's episode, we have an exclusive look at the full WWL-TV interview with sports director Doug Mouton and LSU linebacker Jabril Cox, who tells you who he models his game after, why it is that he's so excited about his pro day, and he speaks in his communication with the New Orleans Saints. You're not going to get this anywhere else but here at Locked on Saints, and I'm so grateful to bring it your way. And ahead of all that, we'll also get to Jalen McCleskey returning to the city of New Orleans. Can the Tulane Green Wave make waves in the black and gold? And your questions from the Locked on Saints Facebook group. As always, I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, deputy brand manager over at CanalTreeChronicles.com, your Tuesday co-host over at the National Locked on NFL podcast. So we got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Huda Nation, the Saints, one of their biggest needs this offseason has been to continue to replenish the wide receiver position, according to a lot of fans who have been concerned about that spot, and understandably so, right? They lost uh, Emmanuel Sanders, and behind him are a bunch of younger guys that still have left to prove themselves. Why not continue to add to those ranks? Well, the Saints bring in another wide receiver. This time, a local guy who's actually from New Orleans. His father played for the New Orleans Saints. He was a defensive back for the Saints in 1994 to 1996. It was also and is also now a defensive backs coach at Tulane. The son of J.J. McCleskey, Jalen McCleskey, former Green Wave and Oklahoma State wide receiver has been signed to the New Orleans Saints. I imagine that this is on a minimum deal. He just came into the league last year. He was somebody I was pretty interested in in the draft process, but got a little bit concerned about as the process rolled along. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. I do like this signing because I love the idea of bringing a hometown guy back to his home team. I am a bit of a sucker for that, but in terms of talking about how he might be able to make waves with the New Orleans Saints, there's really only a couple of different ways he's really going to be able to do it. Now, first, let me make sure that I give credit to NSA Football, National Sports Agency, his agent, saying that he signed with the New Orleans Saints on Instagram, which was then shared over on Twitter by Julie Bodwin, a sports reporter covering LSU for Tiger Details, which is a part of the Rivals Network at Julie underscore Bodwin on Twitter for that. Uh, look, Jalen McCleskey, the, the issue that I've sort of had with him throughout the, the draft process last year is that at, at Tulane, he was... Listed as five foot eleven and then around 170 pounds. But then as the sort of you know draft process went along and we got more official numbers, that number dropped to five foot nine, 160 pounds, five foot nine, 170 pounds. And then his 429 pro day 40 ended up being a more of a 443 once it was officially uh checked and timed and things like that. And so, you know, those are things for me that just sort of take away a little bit of what made him special. He had pretty good NFL size at five foot eleven. He's undersized at five foot nine. Very undersized when it comes to his weight in the one sixties or one seventies. We'll have to see if he's bulked up at all in his one year working with NFL teams and things like that. But uh, as of right now, I don't know exactly his real percentage chance of making the roster, the active roster at this time. 
Now, he's somebody that could come in and serve a special teams role, but it's going to take a little bit of time, and I could see that being a practice squad role for him moving forward. I'm excited to see him get to camp. He'll have to prove it, essentially, at this point. The thing about it is that if you're 5'9 and under 170 pounds, if you want me to expect that you're going to run down there and hit some people, I'm just going to need to see it. So that's why I'm excited to see him in camp. He'll get an opportunity to prove that and prove how he might be able to contribute to the New Orleans Saints. He does have long end speed. He does have pretty good route running discipline. He does have a lot of things that do work to his advantage in terms of his ability to get out on the field. It's just, is he going to be able to make good at it, good with all of that at the NFL level at his size? That's going to be the biggest thing that we're going to have to wait and see when it comes to Jalen McCleskey. But all in all, I'm very excited to see, again, a Tulane Green Wave, a New Orleans native, I believe is born in the Covington area while his uh, parents still lived in New Orleans. And so I'm very, very excited to see him end up with his hometown team with the New Orleans Saints, even though the road to a 53-man active roster spot might be a little bumpy uh, on the way. He might be able to come in and surprise everyone or live up to the expectations that are expected and then end up continuing to develop with this team uh, for the next couple of seasons. So congratulations, Jalen McCleskey, getting the phone call from the New Orleans Saints to come and join in for camp. We'll definitely be keeping an eye out on him and keeping an eye out on seeing whether or not the Saints make any other additional additions as well. And the best addition to Locked on Saints comes on our Facebook Fridays from you, our loyal listeners coming through with some great questions. We have them here in just a moment as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings that are sure to bring joy to your partner's life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, we have 10 female design masters that have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're a perfect way to bring light to the one that you love, and they're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com and just search the words 10 by 10. This collection features high-quality fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and fairly priced so you can give something special and truly meaningful. If you happen to be on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring, then you're definitely going to want to check this out They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. All right, Hoodah Nation, we are rolling right along with today's Facebook Friday. Going to jump right into your questions. We have a bunch to get through in one segment, so we're going to fly through these. But real quick, I want to remind you to check out the Locked On Today podcast. Make sure you give it a follow on the Odyssey app wherever you get your podcast so you can get all the sports news that you need in under 20 minutes with Peter Bukowski. Incredible, incredible work over on that show, Locked On Today podcast. Go check it out. Let's go ahead and dive into our questions before we get to the extended Jabril Cox interview from WWL TV. Very excited to share all of that with you. So let's go ahead and dive in here. We'll start off with the first question from Brandon Biggs. If you could only listen to three albums for the rest of your life, what would they be? All right, so I wrote these down. Miseducation of Lauren Hill. That's an easy one. Stevie Wonder's number ones. It has one of my favorite songs of all time on it, Living for the City. It's one of my favorite songs ever. And then John Legend's Let's Get Lifted is one of those few albums from song one to whatever the last song is on the album from top to bottom. It's a perfect album. 
So those are my three right there. Uh, Brandon, second question, any update on the status of Lattimore and his legal situation? Unfortunately, no, not at this time. But of course, as any of those details do come to light, we'll be talking about them here on Locked on Saints. For Tomas coming through, uh, do you think that Jameis Winston will finish the season with top 10 quarterback play? You know what? If everything clicks and gets right, I think that it's possible. They had a great conversation about Jameis Winston and the New Orleans Saints yesterday morning, Thursday morning on Good Morning Football, where they talked about whether or not the Saints should still be a Super Bowl contender with uh, with Jameis Winston, excuse me, at quarterback. And uh, while I still think they have some things to address on the defense in order to be able to really enter that conversation, they seem very confident in what Jameis Winston can provide. I am that confident as well. So if all of the things do come together, top 10, even at number 10 itself, considering this guy that the last time he played 16 games, he threw or played almost a full season, he threw over 5,000 yards and now he's going to have 17 games if he's the starter. Yeah, I think he could end up in top 10 quarterback play. Let's go next to Leroy Arville. With winning the division being every team's first goal, what moves do the Saints need to make in the draft and free agency uh, after the draft to beat the Bucks? I think all the things that you already know they need to do, right? They need to be able to improve the secondary. They need to be able to improve the, the linebacker position. They need to be able to improve the defensive line. They need to better their secondary depth and really their defensive depth altogether. And then they need to be able to address the wide receiver position if they're not comfortable at that wide receiver spot, the Z flanker role opposite Michael Thomas. Those are things they have to do anyway. Those are things that will also help them compete within the division. A uh, great question here from Andrew Lotz. Did you get you some Doge while it was cheap? No, uh, I don't really dabble in cryptocurrency very much, but maybe I should get into it. Maybe y'all can give me a little rundown and tutorial down in the uh, Locked on Saints Facebook group there. Uh, let's go to Scott Wishart. If Taysom gets beat out at quarterback, would you see him having a more prominent role at tight end? I think he and Troutman would be a pretty good tight end combination. Yes, a thousand percent. I think that's exactly what would happen. That was one of the reasons why in the middle of the game in San Francisco, when the Saints had to replace Drew Brees, they went to Jameis Winston so that they could keep the Taysom Hill game plan with Taysom Hill operating as sort of the you know tight end guy. And, you know, I think that it sort of depends upon what they also do at the quarterback position in addition to the two of those. It's one of the reasons why I continue to say that the Saints should still be in the quarterback market, because if you want Taysom Hill to continue to be that tight end, that H-back, do all the things that he does, the offensive weapon, you have to have your other quarterback there. So if it's Trevor Simeon or some young gun that they bring in to compete, then that would make a lot of sense and make that a little bit of an easier decision for the Saints to make. But I do think that would be the ideal situation where you have Jameis Winston at quarterback and then Taysom Hill continuing to play his premier offensive weapon role. Brian Mitchell, who is your favorite potential low-risk, high-reward signing? I think he's already on the roster, honestly, Tano Passanio. I mean, for what the Saints are paying this guy and the fact that it's a, uh, essentially a two-year deal, right? It's a four-year deal, but two voidable years, two-year deal that can be a one-year deal and cost him just over a million dollars. And then you potentially can develop this really, you know, guy that has all the tools. He's just a raw pass rusher right now. He really feels like my favorite one at the moment. Uh, I'll have to think on a little bit more about guys that are outside, probably guys like maybe KJ Wright or maybe even Richard Sherman, guys that are toward the end of their career. They're a little bit older that are going to come in a little bit cheaper after the draft. Those would probably be my next favorite ones. But I love the Tano Pass and Yosani. Uh, Brian Mitchell comes through with another one. What are some of your favorite non-football podcasts? I'll tell you my immediate favorite one uh, is, uh, well, first of all, non-football. So Locked on Pelicans, Jake Madison, a thousand percent. Amanda Smith, How She Did It, incredible interviews. I love interviews, which is why I also like uh, the Office Ladies podcast because I love the office as well as uh, 
Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, which if you listen to this show because you love the fact that I don't curse, don't listen to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. But if you're okay with a little bit of raunchiness, go and check it out. Great interviews and a ton of fun. Uh, Danny Curley, what is the development on Lil Jordan Humphrey? Will we, uh, we talk about all the other wide receivers, but he seems to be overlooked. I agree. He does tend to get overlooked and he is still on the roster, but it's hard to track his development because he barely saw the field at all last year. So we would have to be, you know, in practice. And of course, with the way that, you know, the COVID protocols and everything were not a lot of opportunity to do that. So, but something to keep an eye out on as we get into training camp is watching guys like him, watching guys like Juwan Johnson, Marquez Calloway. They will be a big part of all of that uh, training camp uh, commentary as well. Bruce Parson, who is your favorite Saints defensive back current and all time current? CJ Garner Johnson. Easy, <laughs> easy, easy, easy. Uh, but all time Sammy Knight. I was a big time Sammy Knight fan. And uh, when, when I started watching the New Orleans Saints, to where I was able to understand the game a little bit more. He was one of the safeties, and he was one of my favorites to watch. Uh, Felix Grimm, if you had the choice between either trading up to 14, which would cause you a first this year, a first next year, and a fourth this year, or keeping 28 but trading up into the first round with a first and a fourth, which would you do? I'm a little bit more inclined on keeping 28 and then trading up with, let's say, the Buffalo Bills, for instance, with a first or even a second from this year, a second from next year, and a fourth from this year. Do it sort of the exact same way that the uh, Baltimore Ravens did in 2018 when they traded back into the first to draft Lamar Jackson. I like that idea because it gives you those two first rounders, gives you those two fifth year options as well for the future. But if you see somebody that you love at 14, it's going to cost you a pair of firsts and a fourth and you decide that that's what you want to do. I'm all for that as well, especially if somebody like Wild ends up dropping. Uh, Brian Mitchell, what's the likelihood that we trade up and go after Joe Horn, excuse, Joe Horn, excuse me, JC Horn uh, to shore up the cornerback position? I think it depends on where he falls, right? If he's somebody that's there at 14 or 15, you've got uh, at 14, you've got the Minnesota Vikings that are sitting there. They love getting picks. And you have at 15, the New England Patriots, who the Saints trade with all the time. So, you know, those are known trade partners for New Orleans. So I think if he's still like if he falls and he's on the board at that point, absolutely makes a ton of sense. Michael Koger here. Uh, AK has four straight seasons with 81 plus catches. Jameis has never had a running back with more than 51 catches and Taysom apparently doesn't like to throw to AK. Does the streak continue? Yes, I do think the streak continues because Jameis had a revolving door of catchable your running backs that could catch as opposed to a, a static guy that could do it down in and down out. And so I think that's the difference between sharing the wealth of the running back receptions in Tampa Bay versus your guy that's going to be able to do that for you down in and down out, downs one through three in Alvin Kamara. And then finally, Ross Mongru, do you see Cam Jordan moving inside if the Saints drafted another defensive end? I don't think that he'll move inside permanently, but I do think that let's say they draft Zayvon Collins. They play Zayvon Collins at the Will linebacker position or the Mike linebacker position, downs one and two. I could see him moving down and then moving Cam Jordan inside and then putting uh, you know, Zayvon Collins on the edge opposite Marcus Davenport with uh, on the on the defensive line and letting th- those two rush off the edges with Cam Jordan in the interior, sort of as the NASCAR package that I could certainly see. But I don't think you're going to see him move inside permanently, although it would be very interesting to see if that does happen. All right, y'all, we flew through those questions. and I think we nailed them. And so let's go ahead and get to it. Doug Mouton, WWL TV, Jabril Cox, 
everything that you didn't hear, you'll hear right here on today's episode of Locked on Saints. We'll have that coming up for you here in just a moment. Thank you all for your phenomenal questions. We'll get to that Jabril Cox interview here in just a moment. But first, let me remind you about our good friends over at BuiltBar.com. Yes, the best tasting protein bars are back. They're better than ever and they're more delicious than you'll ever experience with any other protein bar out there. Six amazing brand new flavors, 12 OG flavors, including toffee almond and the real goat mint brownie as well. They're covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft. They're easy to chew. They're perfect for the health conscious guy. And best of all, they're great if you want to maintain weight or even lose weight while still indulging in a delicious treat that remains low calorie, low sugar, but high in protein and high in fiber. Let's talk about the cookies and cream flavor profile, which sounds like it should be loaded in sugar. Nah, four grams of sugar, only 130 calories, only four grams of net carbs, but 17 grams of that proteiny, proteiny, teen, teen. That's what I'm talking about. So go and check them out at builtbar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. And also, don't forget to take a moment to check out our friends over at betonline.ag as well. The fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over as well as college basketball, but the NBA, NHL, and MLB are all in full swing. So you can go and bet on just about anything that you want outside of that as well, because they've got awards, TV shows, and even reality TV as well. So if you're a bachelor fantasy player, go ahead and convert some of that over into some real cash over at betonline.ag. They've got real-time updated odds and props and almost anything that you can imagine. They've got you covered for all the news and scores as well. So it's the best place to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Betonline.ag. Just head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, all one word, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Get it, Houdat Nation, starting next Monday in just about, a, what, four days, three days, April 19th through the 26th. Make sure you listen to and search for the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey, featuring analysis from NFL experts like Michael Irvin, Jason LaConfora, and Brian Baldinger, as well as our local experts for every team making trades and picking the next stars for your favorite teams. It's going to be me. For your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, of course. Make sure you search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Again, that's Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y. All right, so without further ado, let's get to it. Doug Mouton, kind enough with our partnership here with you know, Locked On Saints, WWL, Locked On, and all of those, all the uh, the TV stations that are owned by a company called Tegna. WWL is a part of that. That's why you're starting to see a lot more uh, Locked On presence on local TV. You'll start seeing me on local TV in WWL. Over time, you're going to start hearing WWL folks as guests over here on Locked On Saints as well. And here's our first taste of that with Doug Mouton's interview extended with Jabril Cox. So he has a, a piece that's out already at D Mouton WWL on his Twitter page of like the two and a half minute video. But here's a full five minute conversation between the two. A couple of things to take note of. Listen to who it is that Jabril Cox says that he, you know, uh, uh, patents his play, he says, after at the linebacker position. And then you can hear a little bit more about his conversations with the New Orleans Saints pro days and how he's getting ready for the NFL and how he feels that his skill set transitions best to the NFL that as opposed to any other level 
of football play that has been available to him so far. So honestly, you feel like the best is yet to come when it comes to Jabril Cox. And after you hear this interview, I think you'll agree. Look, you got a pro day coming up. You couldn't run in LSU's first pro day. Given that you play a speed game, how important is it to show what you can do in that kind of setting? It's very important, especially uh, just having the number out there uh, of what I can run, what I can jump, what I can bench. Uh, it's something that a lot of scouts, they would like to know, but uh, my film speaks for itself. And uh, I just want to do this for myself uh, and just competing at another pro day, the, the 26th. From a football standpoint, I, I don't mean this in any way as a criticism, but you don't look like a linebacker. You know what I mean? Or, or certainly you don't look like the prototypical kind of linebacker that people have seen for the past 30 years. You are the new age kind of linebacker, right? Where it's almost hard to tell a linebacker from a strong safety. You play a speed linebacker game, right? Is that how you would describe yourself? Right, exactly. I like to see myself as a defensive specialist, uh, someone that you can put anywhere on the field, either on the line, uh, linebacker depth, or even back in the secondary. So just being able to play at three, all three levels of the defense is something that I really uh, uh, want to show people and uh, just the versatility of it all. And honestly, what you do best is almost what a traditional strong safety would do, right? A guy who can play up in the box, can guard a tight end, but can still run with running backs and play the run. It's sort of what a strong safety was maybe 10 or 15 years ago. Agreed? Right, exactly. And growing up, I always liked to watch uh, Cam Chancellor and Eric Berry. Those are uh, two guys I like to pat my game after. So uh, just uh, – seeing what they can do, and then bringing that to the linebacker position is uh, something I really wanted. When you made the decision to LSU, and LSU in the last seven or eight years is one of the schools at the forefront of producing modern linebackers. Quan Alexander, Deion Jones, Devin White, guys who can really run at linebacker. Did that play a role, sort of that new age linebacker um, mystique at LSU? Did you want to be part of that? Yeah, definitely. The rich tradition and culture, uh, especially on the defensive side of linebacker, you just named them all. Uh, it's something that I wanted to be a part of. It's something that I know that uh, I can fit that mold. And just uh, those guys, Devin White, uh, Quan Alexander and all of them, they're doing great in the league. And I just wanted to carry on that tradition. The Saints last year had Quan Alexander, did a terrific job. The Saints saw what it was like having two linebackers that can run. They are definitely in the market for a linebacker that can run to replace Quan Alexander. Have you heard from the Saints? Are they one of the teams that have shown you any interest at this point? Yes, I've had uh, Zoom calls with them early on. Uh, just uh, being right there in Baton Rouge and uh, New Orleans is just an hour away. Uh, it'd be uh, another blessing just to stay within uh, the, the state that I transferred to. Do, did you sense a real interest from the Saints in you? Like, did it feel like something where they might really be interested and they had some things they wanted to know? No, they're definitely really interested. Uh, I've uh, been on multiple Zoom calls with them. Uh, they said they'll be down there for my uh, pro day uh, when I have it on the 26th. So the interest is there with them. Here's the goofiest thing. And Jamar Chase, we did a story with him last week, talked about having to work on his track skills. Not that it's going to help him in the NFL, but it's going to help him run a better 40 time. Like those are the kind of weird things that you have to do in the months after football, before the draft. How unusual or weird or whatever has this process been for you? Yeah, it's really different because you focus on football specific things to combine type things like running a fast 40, a shuttle, uh, getting your bench stronger, 
Uh, it's a lot of things that don't really deal with football uh, conditioning. So uh, just these past few months, uh, it's been pretty hectic in uh, the amount of uh, virtual things that I've done on Zoom, uh, just running a 40, trying to get my start right, and then all that to after it's done, uh, you got to get right back into football shape. So uh, it's been pretty hectic going on. And would you agree that your game, the things you do well, actually are better suited maybe for the NFL than for any other level of football that you've played, that you are built for the modern NFL? Would you agree with that? Yes, it's definitely turned into a passing league. Uh, guys want to – everybody wants to see guys put up points. And in order to stop them, you have to have guys that are versatile on defense. And I think that's something that uh, I bring to the NFL and I'm ready for it. All right, y'all. Hope that's got you pumped up for next week's episodes as we continue to talk a bit about Jabril Cox. We continue to talk about the NFL draft. And of course, we'll get ready for the following Monday, which will be his pro day. So we'll have it all covered here as we continue on. Big thank you to WWL for letting me use that audio. And a big thank you to all of you for being here today. Y'all stay safe over the weekend. We'll be back on Monday with our mock draft Monday talking trade up scenarios. And we're going to do two seven round mock drafts. We'll do one where we select in the first round, but trade up. We'll do another to where we stand pat at 28, but trade up in the second round. So we'll take a look at both of those. A little bit of adjustment. Most of the draft will be the same, but just those first couple of picks will vary. So we'll take a look at that on Monday. As well as anything else you want to hear about, just hit me up at Ross Jackson Nola or, of course, on the Locked on Saints Facebook page at facebook.com slash groups slash Locked on Saints. Thank you very much, as always, y'all, for listening, rating, reviewing, and helping me grow this family. You can catch me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're mom and them. And trust who that nation, I'll holla at you.